Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Asif Khan and Abriana Lopez. All right, we are back with your favorite podcast of the week. This is This Week in Location-Based Marketing, episode number 415. And we are recording live on Monday, May the 20th. Uh, for you Canadians who are listening, yes, I am doing this on the holiday uh, Monday here. Uh, it is Victoria Day here in Canada. Uh, for you Americans, you don't have a holiday. So, you know, I'm working the same as you. There you go. Fabriana. Um, coming up next week. So happy holiday to you. You're so dedicated to this show. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but see, we don't have a holiday next week, so it's just yeah. we're just trading weeks off here. There yeah, you go. so we have Memorial Day coming up, and um, I'm sure lots of people will be heading out for vacations or to the lake or pool parties, barbecues. Everybody's gearing up, ready for a long weekend. There you go. Um, and yeah, and, and weather's getting nice up here. It's uh, jumping up to uh, 25, I saw, later in the week Celsius, uh, which is nice um, and sunny and warm. And I'll be in Mexico City where it's sunny and warm this week. Um, so yeah, if you are there on Thursday uh, in Mexico City, come join us for the launch of the LVMA chapter uh, because it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. We've got a good team down there and it's just the first of many plans for uh, Latin America this year. Yeah, I'm excited about that launch. I know that um, Digital Element does a ton of business down in, in Latin America and Mexico City, so it'll be great to have another chapter to, you know, hoorah around. But yeah, it's awesome. Growth All right, I'll good. let you kick off the show. All right, well, I'm kicking it off with an interesting story. This is, um, this is a new, well, this is a company that's formed. It's called Trial Run Media, and they are, create, they've created something called, um, they're calling it AB, A-B-I-E, which stands for Automated Business Intelligence Engines, and um, really, these are like vending machines, right? They're kind of yeah. wired with a little bit of technology here, and uh, this is kind of cool. I mean, I think that there's some interesting thought process into this, so I'm going to kind of break it down and tell you what these things do. So, what happens is um, there's content that's inside these vending machines and you engage with the content um, like a free sample. So you want a free sample and then as a consumer, you get to enter a campaign URL into your mobile device, into the browser of your smartphone. Um, you're prompted to then enter your name, your cell phone number, and then you receive a code. You put in the code into the AB's keypad and then you get this free product. Let's think, think of it like as a makeup sample or, um, you know, I don't know, like shaving cream or a razor, like whatever, you know, think of like yeah. CPG things. So um, they, this is like what, what, what uh, trial run media is trying to do here is like connect brands to consumers. So the giveaways typically have been like, you know, a makeup sample or a perfume kind of a sample inside of a magazine, but you were having a really hard time as a brand to connect with that consumer. So what they're doing here is kind of bridging that gap and giving brands the data that they need to have this consumer relationship. Um, so they're saying that they're allowing brands to make informed decisions and understand their market um, and reward their most loyal customers. I'm not really sure that's exactly what's happening here, but I think that they're allowing their brands or, you know, um, trial runs brands to connect with customers, have an engagement, um, allow some exchange of data. We always talk about this, give something of value and here you're getting a free sample of something you're obviously interested in, a product you're interested in in exchange for some data and information. So 
what's cool about it is that they can also link um, a URL with TV, print, social, in-store, and then direct somebody to the nearest AB machine. Um, and then they can also do some follow-up marketing messages. Obviously, text is, is a great, um, if you can get text and you can get a cell phone number, that's awesome. I think um, there's, you know, there's a, a couple of pieces for me that are missing. Um, I feel like maybe, you know, you're not connecting all of the dots in terms of like what else do the consumers use? What other brands do they use? But you know, maybe that's information you can obtain like via text messages as you build that relationship and that rapport with that customer, depending on how you do it. Um, uh, you know, so like, I think that understanding a brand affinity for a customer is like really important, uh, rather than just giving somebody a free sample and knowing that like, Hey, this cell phone number got a free sample. But I do like that you can do things like you can share videos, you can chat in real time, um, you can invite consumers to customer events, direct them to online stores. Um, so like I said, you're giving them something free in, a, in value um, and in exchange for something that's valuable to the brand, which is the data of the customer. I would love to see this linked up with some location data, some movement data. Um, and if they were able to get, you know, like any type of movement and other affinities, um, I think that then they would kind of have like a full experience, but I do really like the way they're going about this and thinking about, um, you know, those free giveaways, like they do those types of things through a lot of other opportunities in terms of like, I think of makeup, right? You've got like the Sephora boxes, the Birch boxes, all of those things. And you kind of know what's going out to whom. Um, but this is something that's more like non-subscription based and, you know, just kind of getting new products out there. I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I think that uh, there, there's a lot of opportunity for reinventing product sampling, right? And I think mm -hmm. that, you know, the days of uh, magazine, uh, you know, tear outs and sniffs and all that sort of stuff are, are long gone. And, you know, in this digital world, I think that uh, you need to have digital solutions. And I, and I, you know, I like the idea of vending machines, especially in shopping mall environments. I think it's uh, it's an interesting way to, to kind of engage people. Um, and I like that they're using social media tools and, and mobile devices to kind of create, you know, the engagement and, and the codes that you enter into the machines to get the product and all of that. So it, for, for me, there the value here is... Um, really around not just you know we're handing out free product and you know hope, hope for the best it, it's in an exchange of data uh that we talk about all the time and um you know that the, the value of that social currency uh, aspect of what they're going for here so you know it, you know hopefully you know they've got your information there uh, i would like to see a little bit more um orientation around kind of sharing uh, your experience on social media, um, you know, with your networks and things like that, you know, to, you know, sort of amplify the, the traffic or the, you know, people coming out to, to, to play around with this. I do like what you pointed out about the connectivity to other media, TV and others, and kind of using that to drive traffic. Um, my, I believe this company is based in Africa, in South Africa. Is that correct? I didn't see that. That's a good I question. So. I know it was run by two women, which I thought was really cool. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, th I think they're in a, in in uh, in South Africa, if I'm not okay. mistaken. So I think the the testing and the mall rollouts are are there. Um, you know, would love to see something like this in North America if that's the case. I'd love to see this in an airport. I think like that's where you really yeah. are going to have a captive audience that would engage. Um, that you could almost build some personas around as well. So I think that could be cool.
Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they, uh, I'm actually just looking it up while we talk here. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> so they do have some airports and some gyms and malls and office, uh, you know, office tower environments according to their website. Um, so yeah, uh, take a look at it. Uh, you can find them uh, online at trialrun.media uh, if you want to learn more about that trialrun.media. Okay, on to our second story. Um, in a similar way to kind of, you know, introduce new products, um, uh, Cheez-It, uh, you know, a, a very popular snack cracker brand. Um, I know my, uh, my wife likes Cheez-Its. Uh, <laughs> it uh, is launching a new uh, version of their snack. It's called Snapped. Uh, it's S-A-N-P apostrophe D. And uh, this is a super thin, crispy snack with real real cheese inside. Um, they claim it's it's so insanely munchable, uh, according to the press release, that people will be grabbing multiple bags at stores. And the brand is concerned. The brand is concerned. Uh, this is going to be so popular it could lead to an impending cheese shortage. Um, yeah. So to uh, to kind of uh, mitigate the, the potential cheese shortage from the in insane demand for this new product, they are stockpiling uh, a uh, an entire um, warehouse uh, full of these things, a bunker full of these things, uh, somewhere in the United States. Uh, it's a secret location, and uh, consumers get to uh, find that and uncover the mystery. Uh, and you can do so uh, through a number of clues that will be revealed uh, over Twitter uh, over the next little while. Um, so, you know, I like this because, number one, this is a very popular uh, brand of, of Snack Cracker. Um, you know, people, you know, it comes in all kinds of flavors. Uh, it's kind of like Doritos, you know, that type of thing in terms of, you know, varieties and so on. Um, and, um, and I like that they're being playful with it. I like that, you know, there's the scavenger hunt aspect to it. Um, you know, and I, I'm not, I don't know if Twitter's the right platform for it, but it's certainly a, a good one in terms of reach, uh, uh, in terms of getting out to a lot of people. And I think the opportunity to, uh, to share, uh, with other people or other people to follow the hashtag and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, um, I don't have a lot more to say about it. I think it's fun. I think they're doing an interesting, uh, way to kind of, uh, you know, sort of bring a new product to market. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I feel like we've kind of seen things like this before. Um, I'm not sure. For me, I feel like it kind of misses the mark in terms of like driving um, actual engagement with interested in it or um, driving revenue for the brands. And uh, yeah. so that's my kind of question there. But, you know, I like, I like playful. I think that, you know, we see. I think that I like playful with an objective. So when we think of what uh, Burger King does, right, it's playful, but yeah. they're, they're driving revenue and they're increasing sales. So sure. for me, it falls a little flat there, but I do like that, you know, kind of as a out the gate launch, they're trying to, um, you know, attract new customers and I don't know, people who have a lot of time on their hands to chase around a snapped snack well see now that game of thrones is done people have lots of time right la 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 i still have like 15 minutes left i'm not telling you anything i'm just saying it's done so i right. know people's time have freed up there you go this is true. um i've been like i can't i can't even go onto social media today i can't look at tvs at like when i was eating lunch after my meetings nope i'm like i need i need the rest of the evening to catch up couldn't do it last night <laughs> 
That's uh, right. You'll get there. Um, cheese it. Cheese yeah. it. Check it out. Snapped. Uh, find the hidden bunker. The uh, the first person who finds it gets a year supply of cheese it snapped. Uh, and and fans who engage with this online will also get chances to win uh, contents from the bunker. So there you go. All right. The bunker. All right, so our last industry news story is much more of an announcement, but um, I think we've definitely talked about both of these uh, players before, JC Decoe, um, in terms of like out-of-home media and everything and more that JC Decoe does, but they're teaming up with Location Sciences, uh, who we know is a UK-based company, and they've been working with them. Um, I think we've seen kind of a big push with Location Sciences recently in North America and their growth here. Um, but they're going to be incorporating their data. Uh, JC Deco is going to be incorporating location sciences data into its wider array of a data set that they have. So it's going to help to verify the accuracy of location data signals for football, for campaigns. Um, and then they called them catchment area analysis, which I thought was really interesting um, phrase. It's not something that we, you know, usually hear, but obviously looking at um, competitor analysis and, um, you know, the footfall traffic, right? So how are campaigns actually driving footfall traffic? So, I mean, I think this is important. We know that this data works. Um, it's necessary. You've got to validate that. There's a lot of different ways people are trying to do this. And obviously, Location Sciences has a unique data set and, um, you know, kind of moving from the UK and growing. This obviously is focused at the UK, but, um, you know, I expect to hear more from Location Sciences and, and more use cases like this of this type of data for attribution and then competitive analysis. Yeah, I mean, Location Sciences has uh, been at this for a while, a strong UK player, as you said, moving uh, quickly uh, and effectively into the North American market as well. You know, for me, this, this, this story speaks to a bigger, a bigger industry story, which is we're seeing a lot of these location data companies um, partner with the out-of-home industry and find new ways and more effective ways to measure the effectiveness of out-of-home advertising uh, and ultimately the footfall traffic that it drives. And so we have another story later in the show, uh, in the member news segment that, uh, that, that will speak to that as well. So, um, you know, that's what I see here is, you know, good solid location data companies, finding new revenue streams, finding, uh, you know, opportunities in teaming up in the out-of-home industry. And I think that's the real play here. Um, and, uh, you know, I, we're going to talk a lot about this at Retail Loco this fall. I, I would love to see a company like Location Sciences there, especially with the North American push, kind of talking about the, that opportunity. So there you go. Okay, uh, just before we move on to our, our member news story, I just wanted to highlight uh, uh, a quick little um, uh, I won't call it re well research, I guess, um, that's up on our website right now, a collaboration between uh, the LBMA and S4M, uh, great LBMA member company. And it's a simple little document uh, that you can find up on our website. You can download it, uh, just a little two-page, two three-page uh, overview uh, that can contrast um, the California Consumer Privacy Act uh, uh, that's coming up uh, versus GDPR and kind of what the what the differences are and if, if those are policies that affect you it might be something that, that just at a quick glance uh, visually in this little document that uh, could be beneficial to you in, in helping explain it to other people or within your organization so uh, you can take a look at that you can go to uh, just download.s4m.io or you can go to the LBMA website under the research tab and find it there um, so uh, yeah, just contrasting the CCPA to the GDPR. 
Yeah, I like that they took this initiative and published something that's like really easy to follow. I think that a lot of people just are very like missing the mark on what GDPR actually is or CCPA. And so this is like very clear and concise and definitely worth, you know, the few minutes that it takes you to, to review. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, three industry news stories done. A little bit of uh, interesting uh, research contrasting uh, GDPR and CCPA. And now we'll go to our, our member news. And I'll kick this off uh, with a story about our friends at Macy's uh, teaming up with Pinterest. And um, this is kind of an interesting campaign. You know, we talked about, you know, Cheez-Its and, and, and Twitter. Uh, here we have Macy's working with Pinterest. And uh, this one for me is a little more on the mark in terms of the use of location uh, data. And so what they're doing is, is as, as we're moving into the, the summer months now, um, they are creating a campaign that links popular beaches, lakes, parks, and boardwalks with summer fashion outfits that they put together. In fact, the program is called Out and then in brackets Fits. Um, and uh, it was created by their uh, agency uh, BBDO out of New York. And basically what happens is, is uh, uses pin codes, uh, Pinterest pin codes that are, uh, that you that are associated with places like Santa Monica Pier or Coney Island and then invites you to scan the pin code on your phone uh, and then it redirects uh, you know the call to action then is a redirect to a Pinterest board uh, with outfits that are specially curated for you know that location so you know what's the right outfit to be wearing uh, at Coney Island uh, Macy's has put that together for you and uh, so I, I like it because I think it, it, it's it's an interesting different way to think about um, how to how to socialize you know outfits that they sell how to pair them up and put them together people are using Pinterest anyways um, and I think the idea of tying them to actual uh, well-known locations I think is really interesting uh, and it also includes stories on Facebook and Instagram as well as Pinterest uh, to highlight what they call quintessential summer moments we all live for. So there you go. Yeah, I like the idea of like the bringing in the shoppable pins um, and kind of linking that to the bricks and mortar um, as well as digital. My only thought was when I was thinking of, um, you know, scanning a pin code and having to do something like that in store, um, like, is it limiting the audience or the reach of it, you know? So I like the stories on Instagram. I like the pin codes, but I would love for them to kind of maybe figure out a way to sort of um, bridge that gap, like maybe with their customer base or like through their CRM, you know, saying like, hey, everybody who has an email, let's send this out and allow them to link up with all of these different um, features. But I, you know, I think that it's creative. I do like the idea of sort of um, shopping a theme, um, especially around the summer. It's like really fun um, and lots of holidays coming up. So I like that they're thinking about, you know, how do they, how do they integrate with this? We've seen this like more and more with the, the Pinterest boards, whether it's like within, what did we see? Like Kroger or something just a, a few weeks ago. And then um, we talked, I think of another story about Macy's where we had like that moving sort of like Instagram type of a, a story, yeah. all those different things. So they're, exactly. you know, they're, they're trying a lot of new things. I like it. Um, I just want to see cohesion and I want it to be not just a digital experience or not just an in-store to digital experience. Like I think that you have to think about it from every shopper's perspective, who's going to be shopping online, who's going to be shopping in the store. Um, like how do you sync those things together? So 
Yeah, and they seem to be getting traction. To your point about the the, the previous story we talked about on the Instagram uh, stories and so on, uh, they, I mean, they've reported six straight consecutive quarters of uh, of growth. Um, they uh, double digit gains in in digital channels uh, over that same time period and profits surpassing Wall Street expectations. So Macy's seems to be you know, not just surviving, but, you know, kind of, you know, turning the tide a little bit. And I think these, these digital platforms, these social media platforms are seem to be a big part of the strategy and how they're doing that. So. Yep. Good for them. All right. Next member news story, uh, place IQ. So we talk about these guys often. Um, and they have partnered with PMG, specifically PMG's client Old Navy. So they've worked with um, Place IQ to kind of better understand what the traction was for some of their 2018 holiday campaigns. Um, so they wanna understand like, did the media campaign drive in-store foot traffic? So they did this through their, um, it's called their Place Visit Stream, um, and they utilize the Trade Desk to kind of measure that. Um, so they have like this near in real time obviously footfall traffic. Um, I think we talk a lot about this, you know, this data is accessible through uh, various members, Place IQ being one of them. So they're able to kind of harness a secondary brand audience, which I'm assuming is something, some type of a lookalike audience, right? And they were able to drive 23% more foot traffic um, than the primary audience. So obviously if you can expand upon who you think your audience is or who you think your shoppers are and grow that, I mean, that's, that is really, um, part of the basis of utilizing this type of data. Um, one is I think to gain understanding who your customers are and then the other is to find new customers and drive and increase re revenue. Um, so this is what should be, you know, done. This is what Place IQ claims to do and, and it's deliverable, it's measurable. Um, and you know, this is, these are the results that the industry is, is wanting to see. Um, and you know, obviously like in a transparent and a responsible data responsible manner. Um, so I think, you know, this, this is a good story. This is great. I like seeing numbers attached to it. 23% is really an awesome percentage. <laughs> I think that, I think that, uh, you know, old Navy would probably be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think it, it speaks to that bigger, uh, you know, issue that we've seen, uh, over the last year, uh, in particular uh, around the need for not just driving location, you know, uh, enabled campaigns and good audience targets, but being able to measure, uh, the attribution around that and, and the foot traffic directly associated with that. And I think, you know, we're seeing things like these types of platforms from place IQ, you know, being, uh, leveraged to do that. And, and, uh, you know, and, and the numbers speak for themselves, as you say, 23% is a, is a great number. And I'm sure Old Navy is very happy about that. Um, you know, I think this is a good kind of case study, um, you know, that other industry players should be looking at, um, you know, as an example of, of uh, you know, of how you can measure the effectiveness of this. What I'd like to see too is, is that, um, it not only be on the digital side, but how we then take all of this, you know, Old Navy does a ton of advertising on TV and radio and, you know, traditional channels as well, uh, out of home and so on. And, uh, you know, how do you then kind of look at all of the holistic integrated ad spend across the holiday season in this case, um, and then look at, at the sort of the effects of that in terms of foot traffic, um, and, and measure it, you know, across the board and, and, and segment it. So, um, I think At some point, we're going to get to the to the part where we're like, okay, if you can't measure it or you can't um, attribute to it, then we're not going to be spending money on it as a business, right? I mean, yeah, that has to be the direction that we're going. We're so far from there in terms of what I think brands and retail do. 
um, for their ad spend, but I think we're getting closer. Yeah, and, and uh, that's a great transition into our final story for this week is uh, a, another great LBMA uh, member company, uh, also out of the UK, uh, is a company called Locomizer. And uh, these guys have teamed up with uh, Admetrics, uh, sorry, Admetics. Um, and, um, and they are a, um, you know, we talk about JC Decoe with uh, location sciences, and um, these guys are kind of like similar to JC Deco, uh in uh, in Russia. And um, you know, we I talked about this bigger trend of kind of how do we measure the effectiveness of out of home? How do we look at those? To use the term that you described earlier, the catchment area of the people that are coming in into the uh, into the geofence, into the into the range. And then looking at ways to kind of track them uh, in terms of where they go, whether it's car or pedestrian uh, flows uh, from stemming from that, and then taking that even further. You know, it's not just did the ads result in traffic. It's the real question at the end of the day is did the traffic result in revenue uh, in sales, and how do we measure that? You know, how do we integrate purchase data? How do we ing- integrate CRM data, loyalty data, all those other things uh, into the mix? Um, the holy grail. <laughs> What's that? The Holy Grail. The Holy Grail, yeah. So, you know, this is a global phenomenon is what this story is speaking to, right? And, uh, you know, while, uh, you know, we talked about what's happening in the UK, here you have almost exactly the same thing happening with two different companies uh, that cover uh, the Russian market. Um, You know, and we've talked about similar stories, uh, AT&T working with Clear Channel, for example, uh, here in, in in North America, you know, we've got all sorts of these kinds of stories happening of these partnerships with location data uh, measurement tools teaming up with out of home industry uh, players uh, to to kind of reinvent that. Um, yeah, and uh, and I think I think we're going to continue to see that, right? And I think that uh, you know what what's interesting about Admetrics though is, is that it, it's for them, it's a combination of tools that they blend together, and the Localizer platform is a piece of that. Um, but, um, you know, it's no one tool can solve it all, right? And I think that uh, it's how you start to combine these things together. And more importantly, the willingness of these platforms and the developers behind them to open up their platforms and create APIs that allow them to speak to other things. Mm-hmm. That's how you get to purchase data. That's how you get to the other things that answer and close close the loop, um, right? But keeping these systems, you know, sort of locked down uh, and only doing what the one thing that they were designed to do uh, is not the way to move forward. So, well, there you have it. There's your product roadmap, people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So yeah, check it out. Localizer uh, and Admetrics in Russia. Uh, we've got. Uh, you know, some interesting things going on with Place IQ and PMG around Old Navy. Uh, Macy's teaming up with Pinterest for some summer outfit matching uh, and uh, a lot of other great stuff on the show this week. So, um, yeah, you've been listening to episode 415 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Uh, as I said earlier, if you uh, or have partners uh, of yours in Mexico City, uh, come see us on the 23rd. I'll be down there with our team and uh, excited to launch the new chapter there. Um, and uh, Abriana, you know, is always hanging out in, in Atlanta. Uh, it's getting hot. That's why it's hot, Atlanta. You can go check it out and, uh, and, and, and meet up with her. What was that? 
I said, it's not hot, Lana. Nobody's from, nobody from Atlanta says it's hot, Lana. That's <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> but you do have a good baseball team. So that they're pretty hot. Yeah. They're pretty hot. Mine's not so hot right now. So, yeah. but my Raptors survived to fight another day last night. So there you go. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, Freddie Freeman just hit his uh, 200th career home run. There you go. That's worth celebrating. <laughs> that, that is worth celebrating. So, so there you go. That's our show for this week. Of course, we'll be back next week. If you have story ideas, feedback, criticism, all of that, we're easily reachable. Contact information is at the end of the show. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.